morning. Hallelujah. Come on, turn and tell somebody that I'm alive today. Come on, I'm alive today. Hallelujah. You can try to be seated if you can. Whoo, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to get down here and get my bulletin real fast. Hallelujah. Did you get your bulletin today? Okay. Hey, it's good to see everybody. Hey, if you're visiting with us, my name is Richard. I'm the pastor, and my lovely wife is up there. She's standing up top, you know, and uh, we're glad you're here. Her name is Wendy. If you need anything, ask us, or we've got our, our greeters and ushers out there, and uh, there's plenty of people that'll help you out. Amen. We're glad you're here this morning, and uh, listen, God has got something special for us, so hopefully y'all are ready. You're ready? Okay. All right. He said he was ready. So <laughs> I do that sometimes. I just all of a sudden look at somebody. You, I just... You know, somebody asked me one time, they said, uh, when, when, you're, when you're preaching and all that, you know, does, does the way people look bother you? I said, oh, God, no, I got over that a long time ago. I said, I'm not really even looking at them. I said, if I did that, I'd be preaching like this and like this and like this and like this. And, you know, and then some people, you don't know what they're thinking. So I just kind of just look most of the time and don't even really pay attention. They're like, well, you looked at me during church. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it just depends. So. Hey, there's a couple things in the bulletin I want to make sure you're aware of. Uh, we have our serve team opportunity. That is May 16th. Say May 16th. Okay, not today. May 16th. <laughs> I had somebody tell me that the other day. Well, brother, I'm not going to be there uh, next Sunday. And I'm like, well, good. You'll be there then in the real time I need you. And uh, so I was messing with him. But we, we'll need some ushers and greeters and cleaning staff, media, sound. And, and what it is is we're going to have a res, uh, piano recital. It's going to start... They're going to start opening the doors at about 1.30, so we're going to be here before that. i got to verify the times with the lady. And uh, basically, we just want to open the door and love on them. They're doing everything in here, right? They're going to have the baby grand right there, and they're going to take care of their part. We're going to have some media guys up there helping make sure that they have everything they need. Uh, and we're going to try to video it so that we can offer DVDs to the families afterward, right, a a of the, the piano recital. And then when it's over with, we're going to clean up real quick. Fog the building, which takes about 10 minutes to do this now. And we'll turn the ACs on, let it dry. And then another group's going to come in at 4. And it takes about one hour for each, so we left ourselves about an hour or so in between. So we can disinfect. And they're going to do it all over again with a different set of people, uh, different students. And so we just need people that are willing to love on people. And now I know, you know, you may not be able to stay the whole time, but hey, if you can stay half of it. Because here's the other thing. There's a group of us that have to go north <laughs> at 4 o'clock. Because we have the second church up there, Faith Life, and we're preaching up there, and we've got live worship going on up there on Sunday evening. So there's a group of us going to leave here at about 4 o'clock to go up there. So we're going to need people to, you know, to fill in and do all this stuff. So uh, God's doing things, amen? You know, we, we have a second church that we're helping out right now. We had six visitors last Sunday. How, come on, y'all give a praise to the Lord. I'll tell you why in a minute. Six visitors. How many people were there when we got there? Four. <laughs> The first service we had, they actually, I think they had four and a couple teenagers. But, and then, yeah, so six visitors when you start with four is pretty good in the middle of nowhere. So, you know what? That's a win for us, amen. But uh, God's been moving. We're having a good time. So, uh, but yeah, so if you want to help in this, come see me uh, or talk to one of the ushers out there in the uh, foyer and just tell them, hey, I want to help. And they'll make sure they get that info. Uh, talking about the revival tonight. Now, we traditionally leave at 4 o'clock. If you want to go tonight, I, I want to see some hands because we got a carpool. <laughs> because me and my wife have to leave afterwards, so we can't do the bus. We can't do the bus thing. So we have a couple. 
All right, nobody else wants to raise their hands. So yeah, I got one hand, two hands, three hands. Okay. If, if we could figure out who's carpooling, then maybe we get some people together, right? So, all right, well, y'all talk amongst yourselves since nobody, yeah, Jamie still wants to go. Okay. So, yeah, so we'll figure it out. Okay. If anybody's going that don't normally go, make sure you talk to me right after service. How's that? That works. Okay, since nobody wants to raise their hand today. Today is not a day to ask for volunteers. Uh, I know how to do this, Dave. Who wants to go out and eat with me after service? I'm paying. Uh, none of y'all. Look at that. None of y'all. I'm sorry. I have to have fun. <laughs> hey, you know, I had a friend one time that told me, he says, man, he says, you need to bring me out to eat. I said, man, I'll bring you anywhere you want to go. Any, anywhere you want to go, you name it. Well, I want to go to Ruth's Crisp. Yeah, dude, I'll bring you. Just let's go. Are you sure? Yeah, let's go. I'll drop you off. Tell me when you're done. I'll come back and pick you up. <laughs> See, y'all, y'all got to be slick on your feet, man. I'm sorry. Can we have fun in church? Okay. I got to get y'all woke up, man, because not that kind of woke, though. I need to get y'all to awaken. Okay. Off of that. All right. Look on your second side of your bulletin. We have got, you'll notice there's a whole lot of things coming up, and I didn't even put August in there. May the 5th, we have a special guest. I cannot put her name out there or anything because it's a missionary in a foreign country that we cannot even live stream. But here's the thing. May the 5th is traditionally, it's the first Wednesday of the month, so it's first Wednesday worship. So we're going to do some worship. We're going to stop our live stream, which is what we normally do. Then we're going to let her do some ministry afterward. Amen? So you need to come because this person has been a missionary in a foreign field for a long time. And uh, I know she's going to share some things that are going to challenge us. And, and I know she's a woman of God. Amen? She moves in, in the gifts as well. Uh, Guys, this is for you. Uh, May 9th, it's Mother's Day. Make sure you help your kids. Yeah, dads, you got to help your kids. Make sure they get the presents uh, for mom and honor mom. Uh, then, of course, 16th is the piano recital. May the 30th is family day. We're going to try to do a family day, guys. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to have some hamburgers and hot dogs and a barbecue pit and some music out there. And, and depending on the weather, fun jumps, we're going to figure out what we can do. And be as safe as we can because we still need to be safe. But we're going to figure out how to bridge the gap in that. Amen. Uh, so traditionally, Family Day, if, if you haven't been to one, because we had done one a long time because of COVID, um, we come in here, we do a worship service, but we do more of an abridged, but we always just follow the Lord on that. I may do a small uh, devotional, and everything's right out there underneath afterward. We just walk outside. We're also going to have the Life Share Blood Bus, and we'll have a sign-up sheet a few weeks before. And uh, what we'll do is we'll have you sign up on what time you'll go and actually give donate blood because they definitely need blood right now uh and then june the 5th we're gonna have a special women's service i have got a woman of god that flows prophetically been ministering for 20 plus years i've been around the world and uh, she's gonna be here at 6 p.m for a women's service we still got to put together all that that's gonna happen in that but i'm telling you this woman can preach and uh susan richardson is her name and her favorite thing to say is i'm just a housewife from onalaska texas I heard her say that almost 20 years ago, and I've never forgot it because that's what she always says. I'm just a housewife from Onalaska, Texas, and God could use me. He can use you. And I'm like, you know what? And she can preach. But she's also going to stay Sunday morning. So, guys, you get to hear her as well. And then she's going to go with us to Bentley. She says she's willing to go up there and minister as well. So, she, she listen, she's, she's awesome. Uh, and then Father's Day is coming up, and then Open Heavens. Now, Open Heavens, I'm going to have the information out next week for Open Heavens. Open Heavens is in Beaumont at the Holiday Inn. 
on Walden Road. You're required to book your own room. There's no registration for the event, and we're going to try to load up the bus so we can get there. Amen. So uh, I'll have all that information out next week for you. So, whew, Jesus. I'm glad there's a lot of things going on. Amen. I'm glad there's a lot of things starting to happen again. I know we had our uh, ushers and greeters. If you want to help out with the ushers and greeters ministry and you were not able to be at the meeting or you haven't signed up, go see Brother Chip or Sister Nancy. they out there uh, this morning, and uh, he's in charge of that. And just say, hey, I want to help. Because you know what we need? We need people that are willing to just stand and hold the door while somebody else greets a visitor. And, you know, we need to do that kind of stuff. Amen. So if you want to help, if God's speaking to you about helping, all you got to do is come see me. I promise you I'll find you something to do. I promise you, I find you something to do. So, uh, you know, and it might not be cleaning toilets, which it won't be. We have somebody that does that already, so you can't take their job. So, but anyways, listen, we've got some young men back here. Oh, we got some new guys. Hallelujah! I love it, man. Uh, that are that are just chomping at the bit to to receive the offering from us today. And uh, listen, if you're a visitor, we're not asking you to give. But you know what? If if God prompts you to give, give, give to New Life. You can write it on check, or you can go to newlifeag.church and give. There's a text. There's, there's all kind of ways to give. You can set it up to be reoccurring if you want to. People do that. That way they know how much they make. They're on a fixed thing. They just set it up that way. There's all kind of ways to give, and all that stuff will be on the screen for you. But, uh, you know, we make our living on our giving. It's a saying I heard many, many years ago, and I can't outgive God. And you know the other one that he told me? He said, Rich, if it won't meet your need, it must be a seed. So you need to plant it. So that's an interesting thought. But then along the way, I learned in the word. The given, it shall be given. Press down, shaking together, and run it over. Show man given to you. And, and I could sit here and tell you countless stories. You know, one, one of my favorite stories of, of you shall not have room enough to receive was a camp. That their freezer went out one day prior to children's camp, and they lost all their food all their food, and they got hundreds of kids coming, and the freezer went out, and what are they going to do? The camp director said, well, guys, I guess we're going to have to pray, because either God moves, or we're not having camp, and he didn't cancel camp, and they're out on the middle of nowhere, down, it, it would kind of be like Woodworth, down in the middle of nowhere back there, uh, at our campground, it's 25 miles an hour for like 10 miles, it feels like, <sighs> don't do 26 coming down the hill, because they're waiting on you, uh, and they know when camp opens and ends because they're always sitting right there. And they said that here it was late that afternoon, an 18-wheeler come down their road. An 18-wheeler. And they're like, what are you doing? Man, I don't know. I'm lost. I don't know how I'm going to get out of it, but I've got a reefer full of food that if I don't do something with it, I'm going to have to throw it away. Hallelujah. This is a true story. This isn't just one of those. They had a reefer trailer full of food the coolant went out. That's what it was. The reefer trailer broke. So if they didn't get it out, it was going to all go to waste. So they started using it. And they were able to do what they needed to do. God, God always takes care of his people, guys. You cannot give God. You cannot give God. And so today as we're giving, I want you to tell them, God, I thank you that, number one, I get to tithe. I get to tithe. Number two, that I get to give. And I get to just bless you, God. I bring an offering today. So we're going to pray and we're going to let these young men minister to us in, in this. So, Father, we thank you for all that you've done, and I thank you right now for all your blessings and how you multiply this money, Father, how you multiply it here in the church and in our lives as well as we're faithful to, to give and we're faithful to be good stewards of your finances. 
Lord, bless us and use it around the world, Lord. But I can always ask, especially right here in Marksville, Mansur, Louisiana, that we may reach the lost and help feed those that are hungry. And we ask this in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Then amen. Guys, go ahead and serve us this morning. Is it on? Where are my worshipers at this morning? Amen. Are you glad to be here this morning? At the end of this song, you get the opportunity to worship with me this morning. Okay? So here we go. I don't need silver. I don't need gold I don't need the things of this world To satisfy my soul But I need Jesus All he can give He's my salvation He's why I live He's all I need When trials come He's all I need When Oh, thank you, Jesus He's all I need When trials come He's all I need when there's nowhere to turn. Oh, when I'm in trouble, lost in the storm, He takes care of me. He's all I need when that time comes. I cross that river, my life is done. Fought the battle, the victory's already won. He's all I need. I don't need fortune, and I don't need fame. Don't really care if anyone down here ever knows my name. Because I know Jesus, and He knows me. That's all that matters. He's my everything He's all I need When trials come He's all I need When there's nowhere to turn When I'm in trouble Caught in the storm He takes care of me Oh, he's all I need when that day will come, and I cross that river, 
Give him a praise this morning. Come on. Y'all keep standing up. We're going to do some worship this morning. Hallelujah. Guys, I was praying yesterday. God's had something on my heart for a while now. It's like, God, where do you want to bring this thing to? I'm telling you, God is doing some amazing things. If you're here this morning and you need a touch from God, I just want you to get out of your seat and come down to this altar. I promise you the river is flowing. If you need a healing in your body, I want you to just come down here. If you want to worship with a flag, we've got the flags over here. Come on, don't let anything stop your worship this morning.
Father, let your holy water flow in this place today,
remove these things. Anything that's getting in the way of me and you, Jesus. Let that fire fall down. Fire fall down right now. Fire fall down right now on Jesus' name. temple with the train of your robe. You know, the Lord, when I was praying early, said this to me. He said, um, you don't stretch your heart, the ears of your heart to listen to me. Oh, you'll turn the volume up to listen to the TV. You're going to turn that volume up to listen to your music. But have you ever stretched your heart to listen to me? You know, when I have children in the other room, I've always got one little ear open listen to see if Ruby is going to sit there and do something she's supposed to be doing. How God longs. How God longs to hear us open our heart and stretch our ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. He will speak to you through a friend. He will speak to you through nature. He will speak to you through a wind that blows. He will speak to you. Last Sunday I sat here, right here at this piano, and while I'm playing, He spoke to me. Stretch the ears of your heart like a mother does and listen for the Holy Spirit like you listen for your children. And He will speak to you. He will minister to you. The train of the robe of the Lord and His glory and His power and His authority and His healing will minister and will speak to you if you will listen for Him. And I can say the same for Lord. Come on, give him some praise this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. That is a word from heaven right there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, y'all give him another praise this morning. Got it. Hallelujah. She said. That she was going to take her time. Hallelujah. Come on, turn and greet someone this morning. Tell them how much you love them. 
Hey, Robin, go see Jonathan real fast. Hallelujah. Where's our children at? I think Mama Pastor's going to be going to the back this morning. Pastora. You're all right, Robin. You got time. Holy. Y'all go to the back, guys. What's up, man? How you doing? Hi. He's waving at me at least. That's a plus. You go, hey, go see. Look, you see right over there? Yeah, just run right over there. Michael. Hey, Michael. Go see. Look at it. You see it right there? Look, she's waving. Wave at it. There you go. Go see. All right, buddy. <laughs> He's got his hair fixed. You know, I remember seeing pictures of myself when I was that young, and they always had my hair fixed like that. Exactly like it is now. It's, I've changed it a couple times through the years. I had burnt some of the pictures of the hair changes, though. Thank God there was no Facebook back then, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. I was trying to log into the air conditions, guys, and try to change them a little bit, but the server's down, so I can't even get in them. So it's a little cold. Y'all want to raise the temperature a couple notches? Y'all can do it, guys, because I can't get into it. So, But can we, can we be a little different this morning? Yeah. Put that picture up there for me. Doors. Doors. I've been hearing doors for quite a while. Doors are opening, doors are closing, doors are shifting, doors are I just keep hearing doors and doors and and can I tell you after that, then the Lord kept sending me over to the life of Joseph. I'm like, what do doors have to do with the life of Joseph? That don't make any sense. So I begin to look at that and, and just begin to go through and, and, and I think I finally realized what the Lord was trying to tell me. What the Lord was trying to show me specifically for us is a body in this church. Revelation 3 is 7. I'm, I'm going to have a couple scriptures up here. I have them all up on the screen for you as well. Revelation 3, 7 out of the message. It says, write this to Philadelphia, to the angel of the church, the holy, the true, David's key in his hand. Opening doors no one can lock, and locking doors no one can open. Look at that right there. Okay? The key of David. And then he speaks. Opening doors. There's some doors that are opening around here. And I believe there's some doors that are closing around here. And we're going to get into that in a minute, but... That is a direct quote, actually, from Isaiah 22, too, if you ever want to go look it up. Direct quote from there. You know, the, the King James has 108 references, I think it was, to, to doors. There's two separate psalms that have the exact same verse in it, word for word, about doors being closed and... I believe what, what God is speaking and what he's been, he's been showing me is, is the fact that that the church has had doors open through the years and doors closed. And, and we look at doors as always just closed doors as bad things. But can I tell you, sometimes there's adversity on the other side of an open door. And as I continue to pray and continue to ask the Lord, why do you keep having me go back to the life of Joseph? I begin to see. Something, And I want to I share this with you this morning and, and about the life of Joseph. I'm, I'm going to talk about it because there's so many chapters 
in the life of Joseph through the end of, of Genesis. You know, if you don't know who Joseph was, Joseph was, was one of the sons, the 12 sons, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, 12 sons of Israel. His name was Israel. God changed his name. And his brothers didn't like him. Which, when you read about it, his brothers probably had pretty good reason not to like him. Because he was pretty prideful. But then he had some crazy dreams about, all of, about the wheat bowing and all these kind of things. And so his brothers got real upset at him. And one day they threw him in a well and they were going to kill him. Well, they were going to kill him and then they threw him in a well because one of the brothers talked him out of killing him. I want to show you how that well was a door. That well was a door that led him to where God wanted him. We've got to start looking at what God is doing in a different light because we, we get distracted and we get lost by what we're seeing. I could guarantee you if, if somebody threw me in the bottom of a well, I wouldn't see it as an open door of God. But we're looking back through the eyes of history, and as we read the story, we understand why God wanted him there. Because let me, let me catch you up on the rest of the story, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some more parts of this. So they came back to kill him, and they had plotted on how they were going to do it. His coat of many colors, they put blood on it, they were going to lie to their daddy. They were going to do all those things. But there was a caravan that was coming by, so they decided to sell him for 20 pieces of silver, which was the going rate of a slave at that time. That caravan left two and a half weeks early to get there. God had that caravan leave on a certain day so that when these guys came back to kill him, that this caravan would be there, or they would have killed him. And there would have been no deliverer for the Israel, the nation of Israel, because the famine was coming. You, you see how that worked. And, and so he went with them. Did he have a choice? No, he didn't. He was sold. Can I tell you what I found interesting? was it was Judah that said, let's sell him. In the New Testament, it was Judas, which is the Roman version of Judah, that sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, which was the going rate for a slave of his age. I thought that was an interesting picture. It was Judah that sold Joseph, who was going to deliver the nation of Israel for 20 pieces of silver, because that was the going rate for a slave of his age. Then he goes to Potiphar's house and he refuses, watch this, he refuses the advances of the wife. There's the next door. You see, we look at doors that nobody can open and we look at them, praise God, I'm just going to walk through this door, hallelujah, it's great. But can I tell you, there are choices along the way. Joseph, who would soon become the deliverer of the nation of Israel, and save Egypt had a choice to make and God opened another door right there and the enemy said, ha, let me see if I can turn him away. The advances of Potiphar's wife, he said, no, I can't do that. Now he's thrown into prison. See, God was, was opening a door for him to move where he needed to be. But he didn't see it as doors. He saw it as adversity. He saw it as his life as the way it was. But I do believe that, that Joseph, for a moment understood that God was still in control. Because he could have taken the advances of Potiphar's wife. He could have. Right? 
And, and then when he got into the prison, he could have been just like all the rest of the people. But all the way along the way, he was never like that. He always continued to go back to God. He always said, no, that I'm, I'm following God. And when you read that story of Joseph, it says many chapters, you see the fact that, that he was always faithful to God. Even at the very end, the last chapter of it, you, you see that, that he told the Pharaoh that he wanted to go bury his father and honor God. And so they went back to the land, Shechem, and they buried him. And they did all these things. God has been opening doors and closing doors for this church for many years and for this region. But the problem is, is sometimes we don't want to follow through the door. Or we walk through the door and adversity slaps us in the face and we back up and say, that must not be God. Let me go find another one. But I believe we're in a season right now that God is opening doors that are shifting things for this church that, that had been instilled here from the very beginning. You know, just, just think about it. I'm, I'm going to give you some pictures real quick so you can see the, what I'm talking about with doors. We look at them as luck or, or you know, whatever. The, the, the people that bought this piece of property 30-something years ago now, to place this church here for today, not knowing Walmart was going to be there, did they? The only church on the highway, really. The most visible church in town. The most recognizable. And here we are today reaching people in the community. And you know how easy it is to tell them where the church is? Right next to Walmart. It's the one with the big awning. The cross on top. Oh, I know that one. We had a lady that came after we put the lights on the cross that they hadn't been lit up for years. She said she saw the lights from Walmart. Her, her daughter didn't say they look like Elsie's castle. I was like, praise God. I don't care. You see, that was a door that was open for them to do this. Oh, well, it was good leadership. It was good leadership for them to follow what the Lord was doing. It, it was, you know, when we look back on the parking lot services, we put the cement out there. Well, the finances came in for us to put the cement that set us up to be able to do the parking lot services. We had mud out there before. And we didn't have good internet, so we wouldn't have been able to live stream for an entire year. And those are doors that are open, but you have to make a decision if you're going to go through them. Just like the church up in Bentley that, that we're pouring into right now, that was a door that was open. But, but can I tell you how these doors have effects for so long as it travels down? Can I, can I show you another door? I, I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand the door before I go on because I got, I got to get you all to see the door because y'all have got to understand what God is fixing to do in this place. And I say fixing to like it's going to happen tomorrow. I pray it does. But who knows how long it's going to be. It's, it's developing and it's blowing. And, you know, somebody sent me a, a, something the other day about how the, the winds are shifting the church a little bit. And I totally agree with that. But last year, this little bitty church of 30 people or so, I'd have, if my wife was in here, she could tell me exactly how many people decided that this Sunday before Thanksgiving, we were going to do a fundraiser to buy Bibles for pastors and leaders in Sri Lanka and Indonesia. The Sunday before Thanksgiving, the worst fundraising day of the year, probably other than Christmas morning. Okay, other than all the kids got some money and, and we maybe get a dollar. I don't know. But we sent 250 Bibles, over $5,000 from this little church. And, and the leadership team that, was, that God had put together agreed to match the money, and that's how we were able to do that. 
can I tell you that, that that one seemingly what we see as a small thing of just raising some money for some Bibles has completely transformed this church? Here's how. Watch this. That Sunday, the attendance started going up. We were believing that those pastors and leaders will reach their nations, and my heart's cry was, God, you will help us reach a community. You will give us a region for the law. We, we're trying to reach the lost. Our attendance has continued to go up since then. Continued to go up since then. We've hit over 100 a few times. We're always pushing right there in that area. Can I tell you the finances has continued to go up since that time. We took money out of the bank and sent it over there, and today... My Lord, man, we just look at the finances every month like, praise God. I'm not telling you this to not give. I'm telling you this to show you what God is doing. What God is doing. Because we stepped through a door that seemingly was just an opportunity to bless somebody. And God has continued to do that. And now here we are today. With When, when I got here four and a half years ago, there was me on a piano right there. So we have an amazing worship team up here now of all these dedicated people. And you know what? There's a good portion of them that can, and every week, go up to Bentley and do live worship for a church that had four people in it. And it's a one-hour drive, and we get back at 930. But because of that, we're seeing things here. We're seeing people get saved and opportunities on the street to, to minister to more people, and it's just continuing to grow. Those are all doors, guys. They're doors. God has given us the keys to the kingdom to be able to open doors. We just don't see them as doors doors. But here's something else I know. I heard a sermon the other day. When you walk through the first door, the second door is automatically open. You walk through the first door and say, God, I'm going to walk through this door. And you step through that first door and all of a sudden the second one is open and you just, you could keep going and keep going and keep going. God is shifting this church into being something that, that's a, a beacon, a lighthouse here in a community. Because we have people around the world that watch the service and, and comment about you know, they can see the excitement, and, and they can sense it. And when they come, you know, there's a lot of churches that don't have that excitement in the building. They don't have that presence. I remember a pastor that came one time before COVID. He said, man, I hadn't felt the presence of God like that in years. That's who we are. That's who we are. Pouring into other places. And I get to be along for the ride. And you do too. But we've got to see the doors. I want you to flip over to Matthew 16 for me. We'll talk about these doors for just a minute. Let me update this thing so I get it in there. Doors are opportunities. Doors are opportunities. What opportunities have you had lately? I know our church has been having a lot of opportunities, and we're going to continue to have opportunities. You know why? Because we're sensing that it's God, and we're stepping through the doors. See, having that other church up there has put life inside of people, and they're getting to minister to people. And, and I'm telling you, it's, it's a shot in the arm. It, it's been amazing with that, that shot in the arm coming from up there. Yeah, we get back about 930, but you know what? It's, it's been awesome to, to be able to pour in. It's a blessing. Look at Matthew 16, verse 13. Look at this. We'll start right here. When Jesus arrived in the village of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the Son of Man is? We know the story. Watch this. They replied, some think that, 
that he is John the baptizer. Some say Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. He pressed them, and how about you? Who do you say I am? Look at this. Simon Peter said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Watch what he says. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of the books or from teachers. My Father in heaven gave God himself, let you in on the secret of who I really am. But watch, watch what happens right here. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are. You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Watch. And that's not all. You will have complete access, free access to God's kingdom. Look at this. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven, and yes, on earth is yes in heaven. No one on earth, no on earth is no in heaven. He spoke them to, this to them before he was died, buried, and resurrected. He was teaching them who they were going to be. You have keys. Begin to pray for those doors so that you can put your key in. Begin to pray for those opportunities. But again, there may be adversity on the other side, so don't run the minute it comes. Has it been easy to do all the things that, that new life has done? No. But can I tell you, I think that tornado was a door. A door of opportunity. A door of opportunity when it hit us. Was it fun? God, no. I hope it never happens again. I hope it never, ever happens again. Because why? It was a very difficult season. But when I realized that this is something that got allowed to happen so things could change, and can I tell you, it allowed us to get rid of some things that, that needed to get rid of. Okay. And they paid us for it. Oh, wait a minute. Israel went to Egypt. And they stayed there for 400 years. And they were put into slavery. And it says that the sins of the Amorites had not been fulfilled. So they had to stay there until God had everything else ready. They had to stay in slavery. Was that a great door to be in? No, it was not. It was not. But they continued to thrive in the midst of it. Oh, and when they left Egypt, they plundered Egypt and took all their riches. Problem was, they went and built a golden calf with it afterward, but that's a different story. See, we can't be like that. We've got to visually see what God is doing because, guys, God is, God is bringing this church to some places that, that's amazing. And if you're here and, and you feel like God is wanting to use you, you need to start stepping up and saying, God, what do you want me to do? Because can I tell you that, that my place as a pastor is to equip you to do the work of the ministry, not to do it all myself. And I'm going to continue to pull and I'm going to push, and I'm going to prod, and I'm going to get the cattle stick out if necessary. I'll borrow Tootie's and, and pop around if necessary. Maybe I'll get Lacey's if he's got one. I don't know if he does or not, but I'm sure he does. Because I want to see you get where God wants you. I want to see you used by God. I, listen, I can't wait for the day that we have a line full of people waiting to get up here and do Bible studies, to get up here to minister. We're trying to make time for everybody. Because people are hearing the voice of God and, and God's putting things together for them and they're like, Pastor, I got a word for the church. Come on, let's talk about it. 
and, and they get up here and they'll preach messages and teach. You know why? That way we can go out and plant more churches. Well, why do we want to plant more churches? Because there's a lot of dead and dry churches out there. There's a lot of dead and dry churches that have no worship in them. And the people are there because they don't want to see the lights go off. It's time we help change that. And that's who God has called us to be. We're a church that's helping to bring new life into other churches. We're a church that's helping to bring new life into a region, this region. And we're going to continue to pour out into this region. The question is, is are you going to get on board with that? Or are we going to sit back and watch it pass us by? Because can I tell you, it, it may require some things. It may require some things of you. You know, I saw a post the other day that maybe church should become the excuse of why we don't do everything else. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a tough one. <laughs> but you know what? I've given up a lot of things in my life to serve the Lord and to preach the gospel. But I've gotten so much more back. So much more back. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's just, it's amazing to me to watch how, how my family has been blessed. You know, I, I can remember in, in, in people, you know, oh, well, there's no money in, the, in preaching and all this kind of stuff. Well, no, I make a lot less than I did in Oldfield. Sir, you know, we, it was an electrical company that serviced Oldfield. I had a great salary there. Car, benefits, bonuses, I, I'd get $2,500, $3,000 bonus a month on top of my salary. And God said, I want you to leave that and go be a youth pastor. <laughs> what? What? And you know I did? Was it tight? Yeah, it was tight. But you know, God always made a way. God always made a way. And you know what? If you've never passed by the beautiful home that I have today, God made a way for me to move out of my camper and build a beautiful home. Somebody brought us a check and say, hey, God said go build a home. They didn't pay for all of it, but praise God, they paid for a good portion of it. And can I tell you this? I didn't come here for money. As you can ask the board, that was the last thing I ever even asked. Because I actually make less here than I did as a youth pastor. And I've never done without. Never done without. Why? Because I'm willing to give up whatever I got to give up to go follow after the gospel of Jesus Christ and to preach his word and to be with his people. But I got a big, beautiful home, nice cars. I had five cars again. I got to get rid of another one. Dang. I'm trying to sell that other one right now. Why? Because somebody called and said, hey, you think your son would like a car? My son been faithful to Jesus, following me as I follow Christ. Got a car. He got the nicest car in the family now. Hallelujah. Am I jealous? Maybe a little. I don't care, though. It just means that God likes him more, maybe. I'm trying to see if I get a smile out of him. You see, I'm not telling you all that to, to toot my horn. I'm telling you that that you may have to give up some things along the way to walk through some doors. But you know what? Those doors, man, let me tell you, I've been beat on. I've been pressed on. Oh, wait, there's a song like that, right? How's that, how's that song go? I've been pressed, persecuted, shaken. How does that song go? I, no, start from the beginning. I am pressed, shaken. I can't remember it either. Somebody remember it later. It doesn't matter. Because, guys, I'm telling you, as, as I sat up here praying again last night, I see the doors that God has opened in this community for people in this church to have influence in areas, to reach the lost, 
Because that's what church is about. We come together to celebrate and, and be equipped and, and to just thank God for all of his blessings and go back out in the community and reach a dying and lost community. And there's areas in our community that need Jesus. I went down the other night with somebody to the end of Spring Bayou Road in the dark. Way down in there. I wasn't worried about it. I've been in worse. I promise you. I've been in worse. Why? Because there was somebody back there that needed help. And they called me up. Come with me. Okay, let's go. Right? You see, we've got to be willing to put aside some things. You may not be able to go to Squirrel Day. They know what it is. That's opening the squirrel season. So they told me, Pastor, you can't be scheduling nothing on that first Saturday. I need to do y'all like Pastor did to us one year. He was mad that his team didn't make it to the Super Bowl, so he scheduled a service. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm pressed, but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down, not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse. Look, I can't. I'm blessed beyond the curse. His promise will endure. His joy is going to be my strength. Though the sorrow may last for the night, his joy comes in the morning. Thank you, Ron. Guys, we need to pray that God will open more doors. You know, last year before, before COVID, there was a prophetic word that, that was released over me as a leader. Actually, no, it was the year before. year before. That, that we would have influence 100 miles around. Influencing pastors and, and things. Well, you know, I get to do that as the presbyter. I get to help minister to pastors. And now we have a second church up there. 50-something miles away. Guys, God's opening doors. And he's shifting things. But what I need from you is get up and say, I'm willing to shift with it. I'm willing to get on board with it. Because it is going to take more and more people to pull these things off. Because what happens in the day that we have five churches in the area that we're ministering to like that. And not everybody can be here every Sunday. Come on, I see the day. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I still see the day where we got a church in Vic. Seriously, uh, something about Vic. We have, we have a church down in Vic. They're like, a church in Vic? There ain't nothing back there. That's why we need church. That's why we need church. And, and, and they got people back there. That's why we need to go. And where we're taking missions trips and we're doing these things. Listen. God is opening doors. And it's time the church realizes that the doors are for all of us, not just the select few. It's not just for the young and the old or this or that. Or it's for his people. Because I promise you, God is wanting to use you way beyond what you could ever think. Out of all the skill sets I have, preaching is not one of them. Public speaking has never been one of them. I've flown airplanes. I've run everything but a bulldozer. I've never run a bulldozer. I'm planning on it. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm planning on a bulldozer. I, I towed cars at 18-wheelers at 16 years old. Driving 18-wheelers down the highway, 16 years old. It was a long story. Flown airplanes and helicopters and, and electronics and all these things. Preaching was never one of them. If I only did what God gave me the ability to do, I wouldn't be here today. Come on. It's not about your ability. It's about your willingness about your willingness. Today my prayer is, is that God will open doors in your life that will allow you to step through and you will see his glory as you, as you walk through that door. You will see his glory and you will say, Father, I thank you that you have trusted me enough to open this door. You want to know why God is opening doors for this church? Because he can trust us. 
He knows, number one, he's got a crazy dude up here for a pastor that'll just say, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll take on another church. <laughs> Jesus. Now, the Lord, the Lord threw me back to my military days. We had a commanding officer we called Helium Hand. We, we had just transitioned to these new helicopters, and he was bunking for, for a promotion. And carrier group commander would say, well, we need, we'll do it. I need a jet. Put your hand down. Your helicopters. And, and so he was, man, he had us running all over the place. All over the place. God, it was crazy. That guy kept us, I'm telling you, moving all the time. Whew. Yeah, it, I don't know. We, we were gone here, gone there, gone here, gone there. They, they actually put our helicopters up against the F-18s at one point. They were testing some forward-firing missiles to see how helicopters could do against aircraft. We won, by the way. Our helicopters only knew how to hide. That's all they'd ever been taught is how to hide. Now all of a sudden they got missiles. Now they're fake, but they'd hide, and all of a sudden they'd pop up, and bloop, there's one, bloop. That's old helium hand. You know what? We need some of those. We need some people that are willing to say, I'm, I'm, here I am, God. Use me. But I want you to do that. No, that wasn't the door I wanted. No, that's not the way it works. Not the way it works. I'm telling you, God is opening doors for us here at the church. And, and man, I, I just, I've got so much more in my heart on it. It's like I can't even get it out. I don't, I don't even understand, but I'm not going to try. God is looking for a people that will say, here I am. And he wants to use you. It ain't about how long you've been saved. Guys, listen. I got saved, stayed in church about a year, maybe. And then when I finally committed my life, I was in Beaumont. I was eight months into church, and God calls me to preach. Mm, I'm me. And I started spending time in the Word because I, I couldn't go to school. I didn't. I started spending time in the Word, time in the Word, Holy Ghost time in the Word, just constantly, and started preaching in about a year. I ain't been saved that long. You know how much time they, that the disciples, the apostles, I'm sorry, would spend with these pastors in these new churches? Remember when they would go out and they would plant churches when they were first building the churches? Six months at the most. So, Jamie, you got saved today. Six months from now, you're going to pastor this church. That's just how it's going to work. <laughs> you know? And sometimes it wasn't even that long. Why? Because they weren't relying on their natural ability. They were relying on the Holy Spirit that was pouring through them. And that's where we've got to get, guys. God has called this church to be a beacon of light in a lost and dying world. And people are going to come in here and they're going to be healed and set free. And you know, we've seen a touch of that, but we're not seeing what we need to see. And God is opening the doors right now saying, you know what? If my people will humble themselves and pray and fast and seek my face, I will do these things. I will do these things. Oh, but it's going to take a little bit more of your time. It means you may actually have to show up to church before 10 o'clock. Just throwing that out there. God is opening doors. And you have the keys. So what you need to do is begin to pray. God, open the doors, not for selfishness, that we can reach our region. God has given us this region. And you know what? There's a lot of really nice churches over in Alexandria. But you know what? We're going to help anybody that wants help. We saw there's a new church coming up down uh, a around Hesmer. I know the guys have already tried to contact the pastor to see if we could help go pray over him. You know, you already talked to him? 
Hallelujah. They're already going and praying over the foundation of a new church being built down there. That's a competition. No, it's not. That's another work that's going to reach some people over there that we may never see. It ain't a competition to me. God's opening a door in this place, and you know what? It may look weird sometimes, but if you'll go with me, I can promise you this. We're going to see great and mighty things from the Lord because I know what the Lord keeps speaking to me. I know the, the word that, that the Lord spoke to somebody the other day that they sent me. It said, the winds are going to shift and new life is setting on the course he has had a, for us. The winds will be stronger than we've ever seen and the waters will get rough, but stay on course. I will be accelerating you in the new course. New life is going to catch another gear. Not everyone will stay on board, but he is bringing those who will be here to do God's work and not just along for the ride. That's the word. God is wanting to do a new thing here, guys. And you know what? It may not look like church is normal, which we never look like church like normal anyways. And I'm fine with that. Praise God. See, we don't even have a clock in here. Can I tell you something before I pray for you this morning? Bentley has a clock, but they never change the time, so I get extra time every time I go there. It's, it's still an hour behind. So that's why I tell them, well, man, we just barely started. We just preach another hour. Hey, God is wanting to do something in your life that's going to blow your mind. If you'll let him. If you'll let him. If you'll let him. We need to be more forceful in our prayers than ever before. Attacking the enemy. I'm tired of the enemy taking background. We need to get out and walk. You know, I, I, I was seeing this the other day that, that uh, I hadn't even told Jose yet, and I, I'm sure he's already seen it. But, you know, actually we talked about it one day now that I think briefly. We're going to hold services over there around the uh, court circle. I know there's a church across the street. We're going to hold a service over there. We're going to go out there with a prayer service, and we're going to invite some other spirit-filled churches to come along with us. We're going to get out there and do it. And you know what? We'll do it in Mansura. You know what? Because God has called us to, to change places, not to go along the ride. We're world changers. World changers. Sometimes ministry is messy, but that's okay. God is opening the doors for us to be able to affect an area, and that's why we're, we're seeing a shift on, on Wednesday night. Listen, if you have a gift of teaching, I want you to talk to me, because I really do sense that we're going to move into some, some season of some teaching. There's some things that need to happen, and, and you know, I, I'm a preacher. I, I can teach, but I'm a preacher. That's why even when I'm doing Bible study, I got to preach, because that's just who I am. And uh, if you're a teacher, I want you to come see me, because we're going to talk a little bit. Stand up with me this morning. I want to pray for us. I don't want to sit here and babble. I was just trying to share what God had put on my heart, and I wanted y'all to be able to see as, as best I could. I still think there's some more in there that I haven't fully released in there yet, but I don't know. Father, I just thank you for, for what you're doing in this place. And I thank you, Father, that the, the words that I have spoken today, is they may have been here and there and back and forth, all the craziness. I know they have penetrated the hearts of people that, that you have connected with us here. And Lord, there may be people online that you are connecting with right now that are going to move to this area just to be a part of what you're doing in this place. 
Lord, I know you have placed this church here for a specific time and a place and a purpose. All of it is right here in this, and I think those moments are, are coming together. Lord, I, I just speak forth right now. I'm releasing the birthing of the new. The birthing of the new. There will be new ministries that will birth forth. There will be new jobs that are being birthed forth. But you are releasing right now the birth. Right now it is giving birth. The people will sense and see what you are doing in their lives. The new thing. I thank you that you are healing those right now that need a healing. Father, we just continue to pray for Larry that his ear would open in the name of Jesus. Command this ear. Lord, we're continuing to pray for Jeffrey. Lord, that his body would be made whole. And Miss Minnie with her knees. And Barbara with her knees. Father, we're believing for miracles, God. Miracles. Not just a small touch that, that, that feels better for a couple hours. But we are believing for a miracle. Because you are the God that healeth thee. You are the God of miracles. Lord, I thank you for the people that are here today and what you're doing in their lives and in the life of this church. And I thank you for all what you're doing and what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget, if you're wanting to go tonight and you don't normally go, you need to come see me because we've got to put together some stuff for who's going to carpool for that. Wednesday, we're going to be back in here and we're going to do some teachings. We got some teachings going on. And if you feel like you're a teacher and you need to come see me, I want to talk to you. Amen. Bless you. I'll see you Wednesday.